Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Kim Burns is a barbecuer. Tales from the pits. Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian. And Andrew. And we are here today in the town of Schulenburg at Schulenburg City Market with Lucas Smarkowski. And Lucas, you have been in this business for quite some time. Uh, the business has been around for quite a while. Um, it actually started with my grandfather back in 1944. Um, I've been here for a little over five years now. Um, but it started out as a, a place where the community could, community could bring their animals for slaughter. Um, started out as just, you know, every little town had a place to go. They bring their, the cattle that they raised to butcher. Um, so that's what my grandfather did um, back in 44, and it just kind of evolved from there. Um, my dad took it over in the uh, early 80s, um, and we've kind of morphed kind of away from the slaughter aspect. We, we don't do that anymore into more of a retail and wholesale uh, sausage company. So that's kind of our bread and butter now is the wholesale sausage side of uh, the processing. And uh, we still do a little, um, you know, deer processing, stuff like that. Uh, but it's the wholesale sausage, the uh, the barbecue lunch, and then the retail counter here where we'll cut steaks and, you know, any sort of red meat for people and just here around Schulenburg. And, and I see you guys have the bandsaw, so you're, you're breaking some of those cuts down. Yes, sir. Here, here sure locally. do. Yep. Yeah. You know, we, a lot of the, the cuts, you know, it's all tailored to the customers, you know, what they want or need, you know, steaks-wise, we'll cut over whatever thickness they want and just kind of tailor to whatever they, however they like it. So it's not, this this isn't the original building, no, correct? Sir. It used to be in downtown Schulenburg, and this building was built in the late seventies. Late seventies, okay. Sir. Yes, sir. And so you guys have been here for going on forty years now. Correct. Um, one of the things that we were reading about, and you guys do as much, if not more, sausage than pretty much anyone in Texas, other than maybe a you know a, a large corporate mm-hmm. conglomerate. But there are some claims that you guys created the first jalapeno sausage. You know, I've heard that. Um, <laughs> You know, I. Some of the you can you never, you can up. never claim that because who knows what somebody has done. You <laughs> like know, the, the first first person or, to put brisket in a taco, or yeah, yeah. call it a yeah. brisket taco. But, uh, yeah. We've been making jalapeno sauces forever, and uh, it, it's, you know, I I have heard that rumor, you know, but I can't. <laughs> I can't state that for a fact, but I think we were probably one of the first. Yes, sir. Part, part of the lore of, of Schulenburg City Market right. is, is the jalapeno <laughs> well, sausage. And we just at, ate it this morning. It's great. Yes, oh, it's great. I mean, when you look at, at sausage and you try to find some of the history on it, I mean, it, it from, a, from a Czech background, I mean, jalapeno is a Texas thing, but it just maybe wasn't, wasn't very common to throw it in there. It's just like brisket. People, brisket wasn't the first cut of meat that they were cooking over, over heat. Um, so I, I, it makes sense that at some point somebody said, hey, why don't we give it a little more heat? Sure. Most of the traditional hot gut style gets their heat from cayenne and not jalapeno. I mean, right. If you look at some of the, you well, know, Well, sausage start out is just a way to, you know, sell some of the trimmings and meats all that you can. All the leftovers. Uh, right. What do you do with all the leftovers? Right. So know? I don't think yeah. a whole lot of attention was paid to what other things can we put in it because <laughs> you're selling it so cheap anyway. But, but, yeah, as sausage became more of an ordering item, I think people started thinking more about what can we do with it what can we put into it and I, you know jalapeno is a natural evolution of that um so you guys ser- serve how many different kinds of sausage now we were looking at <laughs> oh goodness well if you would if you take into account the different sizes and casing types and flavors um we're, i think we're at 26 wow. now you know we don't retail all 26 a lot of those are are 
you know, customized for specific, you know, wholesale customers like bakeries and places like that. But I think with all the, if you take all the combinations, we're right at 26 now. And, and did you mention 10,000 pounds of sausage a week? That's, no, that's no but yeah, that, that's yeah, right amazing. there, approximately 10,000 pounds that is, a That week. is a yes, lot sir. of stuffing. It is a lot. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. yeah, we do a little 30-pound batch, and we're like, oh, that was work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, can, we can knock out about 400 pounds of sausage in about 25 minutes. Wow. Wow. So, so growing up in the meat market world with this being in, in your family, mm-hmm. did you did you think this was going to be your career going forward? No, or? it was, <laughs> I, honestly, so I worked here, um, you know, junior high during the summer times, you know, I'd be back in the back vacuum packaging stuff and, you know, sweeping the floors and washing the plant. And at that time, I said, well, I don't want to have anything to do with it. You know, I want to go out on my own, do my own thing. And, um, you know, move out of the small town, go to the big city, kind of what everybody kind of wants to do. Um, so I graduated from Schulenburg High School in 2004, uh, went to Texas A&M, graduated in 2008. And after that, I, I got my degree in construction science. So I was a um, general contractor, uh, commercial general contractor for about six or seven years um, in Houston. So did all the big buildings, the high rises, the hospital that was a big work. boom for you yes, right there. Yeah. Um, but you know, as the years went on, um, after my wife and I got married, she's also from Schulenburg too. We were high school sweet, sweethearts, so we've been together for quite a while. You know, we kind of realized that hey, you know, we don't really want the big city lifestyle. You know, we want to kind of move back to our roots and raise our kids the same way we were raised. You know, out in the country, uh, or we can fish and hunt and ride four-wheelers in the evenings kind of do what we want to do and we're not living five feet next to our neighbors oh yes Uh, so we made the choice to um, pull roots and come on back home that was about uh, 2013 is when we came back 2013 um, 2014 is actually when I started working here at City Market yeah. And it's we, we, we've heard that a lot, and especially the generational barbecue places that, that we've been to is sometimes the big city life is not what you want. And Mill, especially Miller children. Yeah. I mean, I don't think any of them really had expectations to, to come back. Maybe John, but I'm not sure if Leanne and, and Wayne really had that expectation to get back in the business. Um, several people like that have just kind of been drawn back, you know, um, and, and it's a it's a great thing to be able to get away from the big city and, mm-hmm. and to do something more honest and um, more humble, mm-hmm. I think, than, than anything else. Um, how was that? Was that a shock to get back from the, to this, or was it more of a relief? Honestly, it was more of a relief. Um, I mean, y'all are from the Houston area. You know about the traffic. Oh, and, yes. You know, being in construction, there was no – I didn't have an office that I went to every day. It was, well, I could be going to this job site you know, for six months and then turn around and go into a different part of town for a year. And, you know, I bounced all over the place and, you know, with the driving hours and hours every day and, you know, leaving when it was dark and coming home when it was dark, it wasn't the way I wanted to, you know, live the rest of my life. You know, I had, we had one son at the time and didn't really get to see him a whole, you know, that much cause you know, he was young and he went, you know, he was one when we moved back and, um, uh, you know, I wanted to spend more time with the family. You know, we kind of, we decided that, you know, the big city rat race just kind of wasn't our thing. And we wanted to, uh, you know, be able to spend 
you know, more time not only with our family, but with my parents who also live in Schoenberg, obviously, and, and her parents as well. So uh, we were to come back and just kind of, you know, completely change the way we were living, and uh, it's been awesome. I mean, don't not a single regret. Uh, wouldn't wouldn't go back. They couldn't pay me enough money to go back <laughs> to doing that again. So. Well, there's definitely something to be said for you know third generation. This is almost a legacy, mm-hmm. you know, business for you guys at this point. And you know, who knows down the road, do your kids want to do it when they're grown up, or do they you want know, to do that's something the else? goal. You know, you know, they're five and three right, right now, so you got of course of time. They, they want to come work at the market. <laughs> uh, as a matter of fact, here in, in about an hour or so, I'm going to go pick up my oldest and uh, bring him up here, and he's going to sell uh, candy bars for a school fundraiser. Oh, was that your? Was he up here last time we were yes, here? Yes, he okay. was. Yep. Okay, we, we bought a candy bar. Him. Didn't yeah. know it was. It was it good. Was he did more. his job well. There you go. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's a good salesman. So. Training him well, he'll be selling sausage before That's you know right. it. So. Yeah, and that was you know another big aspect of this. You know, mom and dad were talking about retiring, and you know there was talk about selling it. And uh, so that was kind of one of the driving factors is, you know, it's been in the family this long. I sure would hate for it to not be in the family anymore, you know, for it to sell off. And, and who knows what would happen after that. So that was yeah. a big, you know, part of our decision to come back and just keep it in the family. And go one more generation and see what happens after that, hopefully four Five or who knows? Yeah, you the know. uh, the Prousey family is dealing with that now in Lagrange. You know, Prousey Market has been in the Prousey family since the turn of the 20th century, and it's gotten to the point where you know they've been passing on through so many generations. And I guess the the most recent generation has has gone off and done other things and doesn't want to come back to it. So that's changing, and we're seeing that happen with a lot of the meat markets are changing. I mean, there's they they're gone pretty much from the big cities at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, you know, but. The small towns still have the meat markets that have been around for 50, 60, longer than that years. And and it's nice for, especially from barbecue nerds for us, like we, we love going into the meat markets and getting a link of sausage, getting a wrap, you know, mm-hmm. first thing in the morning. There's nothing better than that. And so we're, we're glad that places like Schulenberg City Market are still here for sure. Yeah, and you know, the, um, you know, the big retail chains have really driven the smaller meat markets out of business. I mean, and most people go to HEB or Walmart to do their grocery shopping anyway, so then they just stop and they get their meat and stuff there as well. Um, so it's, it's, you know, as a standalone meat market, it's been difficult for a lot of a lot of people to keep it open, keep the doors open yeah. when there's, you know, when it's HEB is selling every, Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's modern, you, mean, you don't even have you know, to get out of your car to go grocery shopping anymore. Exactly. Like you, you can, can order it online and pick it up. I mean, it's, yeah, and it's, my wife does that too. You know, mine but, does too. Uh, I bring the meat home. But she gets everything else from H-E-B or, or Walmart. You yeah. know? And, and it's it's um, kind of that generational thing, too, where they're, they're getting farther and farther separated from talking to humans. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know, to Andrew's point, you can order on, online on an app. You can now park outside of the H-E-B and they bring the groceries to you. Absolutely. Um, which which yeah. disconnects you from that experience. And this is the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. And, and barbecue is an experiential thing. This is what we love. I mean, you come in, you got you've got right. all of these all of these items sitting well, out here. Especially a lot of people, you know, with, with health concerns things like that. Picking out a steak is a special occasion thing for a lot of people now. I still love being able to go and look and see exactly which steak I want to pick out. I love the marbling on this one, and, and the meat markets still provide that experience that you're not always going to get at the HEB or the you know. And I love HEB. This is not railing on HEB. <laughs> no. I, I shop at HEB all the time, but it's not the same as being able to see a meat case and be able to pick exactly which steak you want and and know 
knowing that it's coming from a trusted source, you know, that's been in this business for, like you said, generations now. And, and even finished product, where you're able to pick that out of the pit and say, you know, I want I yep. want that pork steak, um, yep. which is great. I mean, yeah, and, and yeah, that, that's a good segue to what Schulenberg does on Saturdays. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm working on those segues, man. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk, and when you came back in 2013, where they, they were doing the barbecue on Saturdays, that's been a tradition, right? Yes, sir. Um, you know, around that time, obviously, Texas Monthly List came around again, kind of revitalized barbecue in Texas, I think. Um, was that, did you see an impact from that at all from, um, you know, kind of, since 2013, since you came back, the, the people like us, fools like us, that are coming in doing barbecue runs, has that, has that increased at all over the years? I, I think it has, actually. Um, you know, you get a lot of people that, you know, just like y'all say, hey, I'm, you know, we're hitting five or six different places today. This is all we're doing is running around checking out barbecue restaurants. And I think it's awesome. It's really cool. Um, it's, like you said, it's revitalized but the barbecue scene. I mean, it's just, you know, with things going on in Austin and places like that, it's just, it's exploded in the last, you know, 10 years. Um, but but experiences we, like this, you know, they're so hard to find. You can only find these in small towns. Yeah. Um, and that's what's so great is that and you can I, come see this probably experience. half a dozen times you guys have been the first stop on whatever barbecue <laughs> tour we're going <laughs> well, on. Because you. yeah, it, you, you're right off the highway. We know we can get really good sausage here. We know, and because we go, if we get here at like 8 in the morning, the barbecue may not be ready yet. I mean, brisket may not be off the pit yet or that, but we know we can always come in here and at least get a link if we can't get a full menu spread. And, and it's a great first stop. You guys are a stone's throw off of the highway, um, off of, was it seven, Highway 77 here? This is, yeah, we're right on 77, but off of uh, Interstate 10. Right, right, just off of I-10, you, you know, you hop off, you can you know, take the turn down south on 77, and you guys are right here, and it's 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 a fun stop. It's one stop that we were, we've been here I don't know how many times we'll, we'll be going here. For Enough. Really, really creepy that we have to say that the, the second time we came here, you guys recognized us. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was like, how do they know the this? I mean, you guys. Yeah, yeah, but it's been, it was, it was like There aren't months. too many people yeah. looking for brisket at 8 o'clock right. in the morning. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, it's, it's three guys wearing barbecue shirts and, and yeah. on a run. So, um, no, that was, that was really a lot of fun. And it is, again, it's, it's the experience factor of being able to come to a working facility where the products are real that you're making. It's not just something you're doing for show. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of go back to these, these barbecue pits a little bit in, in Saturdays. Um, these are brick pits that you guys had back in uh, since 70, they built, since they built this building. building. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. And um, how, do, how do they, you know, for some people, the common ones these days are obviously offsets, steel offsets, mm-hmm. propane tank. How do these brick pits run? Um, I don't know what other experience you've had as, as other types they're, of pits. They're not all that efficient, really. I mean, they do eat a lot of wood, um, uh, but, you know, it's, I think it's worth it because, like you said, when people come in, you know, on Saturdays we open up that back, that side door, they can walk right into the pit room, they can see them, they can, can open the doors, and, you know, they can point and say, hey, I want that slab of ribs, or I want that pork steak, or that chicken right there looks good, let me have that one. They can just come and see the whole setup. Um, it's, it's, it's a little bit different than, you know, just ordering from a line and you know, they're pulling it from the back. And you're not really sure what, you know, what yeah. it looks like behind the scenes. Well, this is wide open. That's yeah, a full hands-on experience yeah. for, the, for the eater. Yeah, we, we, yeah. we love that experience. And 
we've we, we've talked about before on the show the, the this whole Highway 90 corridor or barbecue down the small towns. You guys kind of are like kind the of the check check barbecue uh, right, sausage the, run yeah. sausage and pork steak and things like that. You guys are kind of the first stop on that little tour that we like to do. Is we you know we usually go to Schulenburg and then we head south and go into Hallettsville where there's lots of sausage and pork steak and then you can keep going east or west on on 90 and you get to Eagle Lake and and. Uh, East Bernard, and there's you know Vincheck Smokehouses Vincheck. over there, and then they've got you know Shiner. Obviously, if you want to take a break and have a beer, Shiner's that way. Yeah, so perfect. It, it's a yeah. great yeah, perfect it's a great Saturday yes. run. I'm telling <laughs> yeah. you, and they're doing uh, they're doing the tours on the weekends now at Shiner yes, too. They, they used to yeah. not do that, yeah. so it's a nice little stop. And Gonzalez, you've got Gonzalez Meat yeah. Market as well, mm-hmm. Baker Boys Barbecue out that yeah. way. So you can have a, a great run, and and you don't have to have brisket everywhere. We we get a little bit of brisket fatigue. Um, there's a lot really of eat so much fatty brisket. Yeah. You, you really can, and especially if you're eating it five or ten stops yeah. a day, some <laughs> ridiculous number. Um, but it, it's it's a great thing on weekends to come out and, and hit up these small shops. Um, just really, and, and like you said, you know, you've got the fire going. One of the things I like is the butcher blocks. Yeah. You know, you've got these these solid butcher blocks that have been kind of waved. You know, the, the top is waved from all the cutting that's going on. Yes, it's just sir. it's just an awesome awesome little experience. Yeah, and like I said, the, there's there's less and less of those experiences. The, you know, the longer we go on, and and we should we should mention in this episode the the passing of Rick Schmidt uh, last week, um, who was a legend in the barbecue world in Lockhart. Um, Rick Schmidt was part of the Smitty's barbecue market, and then later when Smitty split into Kreitz, um, Rick Schmidt ran Kreitz until uh, I want to say it was 2011, 2013, somewhere around there. Sold it to his son, but he passed away this past week, um, which is a you know a huge loss for the barbecue world, but. Again, as time goes on, a lot of these older school places are are evolving and changing, and some of them are staying the same. And we want those ones to stay the same for as long as they can, because nothing beats the experience of coming to a place like Schulenburg City Market, you know, knowing knowing the history of that that's involved with this place, and being able to get really good sausage, be able to get pick out your meat from the brick pits. It's it's an experience that we we cherish. We still love the new school stuff too, but but we cherish the old school. Let's talk about wieners. All right. <laughs> Wieners and guns. Okay. We'll, we'll hit both of those subjects. Yes. Um, so you guys are one of the few places that I see that are doing wieners out to the public, at least. We know 44 Farms uh, from a larger perspective and some of the larger providers. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the history of, sure. of the wieners? Uh, well, the wieners go back to the beginning, back to 1944 uh, with my grandfather. And um, it's it's something that they, they started making, and it was funny, the when all the school kids would come in, he would always, you know, reach over the counter and give them, a, you know, a hot dog wiener. It's a fully cooked product, so you can eat it cold. And uh, which is sometimes know, the best kids, way to eat them. Yeah. Those yeah. kids grew up and had kids of their own, and they kept doing the same thing. And, and you know, we're, we still get people coming in all the time. So I can remember back in the day when your grandfather would give me a hot dog wiener over the <laughs> over the counter and said, "Here, son, you know, eat this." And, um, and they continue to buy them and do the same for, for their children and grandchildren. So, yeah, it goes back a long way. Um, we, uh, we've actually got a few restaurants in Houston that we wholesale them to, some gourmet hot dog shops that, that use them. And uh, with all their homemade toppings and, you know, the bread that they use, I mean, it's just amazing. Uh, so is it a, a pork and beef blend? It's, it's beef? a beef, mostly beef, a little bit of pork. Uh, I mean, every, all the, we use beef shoulder clod and pork picnics on everything that we make. The sausage, the wieners. Um, the higher end cuts. I mean, we don't use the scraps. We don't use the leftovers. Uh, At that volume, you don't have that many scraps to that's use. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But traditionally, you think about, say, you know, 
wieners that you would buy at a big box store. That's all byproduct. You have no that. idea what it is. Yeah. I, I can tell you right now, ours is beef shoulder clawed and pork yeah. picnics. It's been like that for as long as I can remember and as long as... You know, and, and having eaten at the gourmet shop you're referencing, they're excellent. Thank you. Know, you. Let's talk a little bit about um, you know what is a wiener versus what is a sausage, just for, for the technology side of it. I mean, it, it's an emulsified product, so it, it starts out kind of the process similar to sausage. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's it's got some of the same ingredients, and then is that how is that broken down to emulsify? So, well, ours isn't an emulsification. Ours is a, a fine grind. Mm-hmm. So if you think about the plate that the sausage comes out, you know, most sausage is a coarse grind, you know, bit chunkier i guess uh usually the wieners are emulsified where it's just ground over and over and over into almost like a paste well ours isn't like that ours is a fine grind so it's almost like a just finer grind sausage uh, and it's just been like that forever because you know i still like breaking it open and seeing the texture of the yeah. meat inside the product and not just seeing what looks like paste right it's you know, a big difference so well. i like seeing those chunks of meat that that beef and that yeah, pork and you can, the you, product and you can taste it when you bite into one of those you can taste the, the texture difference in the product as well and yeah it's it's a it's a legacy it's a tradition and it's delicious and it's just as good now as i'm sure it was when all those kids were getting it over the <laughs> yes. counter when they were growing up and these are these are casingless or casing because they it looks do like have, they have casing a casing on it yeah. is a collagen casing um which is you know a, a natural product it's not a plastic casing but the reason we we went to that is you know the wholesale aspect of it you know they they want their product the same size the same shape the same weight every single time and you know with natural guts you can get really close but you can't get that same size you know if the diameter changes and the link's going to change and it's going to just how tight you stuff it their presentation so you know now it's all in in a collagen casing to get that that presentation equal you know today or Friday or you know next month, it's all going to be the same. Yeah. So. Well, we got to talk about guns. Yes. Yeah. So. Yes. So wieners and guns. guns. It doesn't yeah. get much more Texan than that. No, it was, it it was one of the one of the things we we noticed the first time we came. And did that start with your dad, Roy? Well, it started with me taking about two years to convince him that he needed a gun <laughs> shop because you know we've been in the guns for shit as long as I can remember since I was a little kid, you know and. Um, and we, you know, I thought it would be a great idea to open a gun shop so we could buy guns cheaper. You know, that was kind of the whole idea. We're hey, there's a, there's a certain minimum. You can get a license. I, I forget what there, the, there's the a pretty classification is. you know, yeah. process to get your federal firearms license. And then you can, you know, obviously legally sell to the public. But it started out as just kind of a hobby for us to, you know, since we're so into it, to buy guns cheaper. And, you know, we could sell one or two a month, maybe it'd be worth it, right? And then, you know, that turned into, you know, three or four a month, turned into five or six a week. And, you know, it just kind of snowballed from there to where he's, you know, he's spending most, a lot of his time in the gun shop hmm. versus being here at the market, which is fine because, you know, it's right there at his house and uh, he enjoys doing that, you know. Uh, he comes in here, obviously, every day a few times a day just you know to mingle with the public and say hi hello and you know check on quote unquote check on me and, you know uh, but yeah he, he enjoys spending his time out there at the shop the gun shop too so and, and i know you offer cleaning and used guns do you offer custom guns as well we don't do any machine work so we're not set up with a lay in a mill you know i i don't have the time to do that that's you know pretty time it's a whole you different know, world it yeah. takes a lot of time to do that and then plus you got to be good on the machines and um, we do simple things, you know, scope mounting, trigger replacement, stock replacement, 
general maintenance, you know, if something's broken and we can just replace parts, we'll do that. Um, a lot of deer hunters around here will bring us guns to, to check zeros and, you know, sight in form and then clean at, after the season. Uh, so we just do kind of the, the general maintenance of the firearms. Um, it, it ties into the history of the place, too, right. the, you know, where it started out as, as processing and, you know, slaughter. Sure. Yep. So, I mean, it, it, it all is kind of that circle of life thing when it comes to, you know, when it comes to small town meat processing world, you know, and that's it. We're going to keep coming here. We hope our listeners that haven't been here yet come here and check this place out because it's a great stop. It's a great small town barbecue place, meat market, you know, what have you. Um, there's maybe five or six places like it left that we know of. Um, City Market, Luling, Gonzalez Food Market. Um, obviously, the Lockhart places don't really operate as meat markets so much anymore, but they still have the meat market aspect to them. Prousey, Novasad. Prousey, yep. But there's not many, so... Hit up as many of them as you can. I think we've been to all of them by now. Um, many. <laughs> we're still times. trying. That thing, I think there's some a little north uh, that we haven't hit up yet, so yeah. we're still going to work around and try those. But um, definitely Schulenburg City Market, which goes by the traditional. It's it's City Market happens to be in Schulenburg. That was common for right. all of the places. But for, for the Googling world, yep. the easiest way to find details about the places is to Google the city and city market. Otherwise, you'll get every city market yes, that yes. exists. So. Even some in other cities. Yes. <laughs> will we'll go unmentioned. Um, so it's Schulenburg City Market. And you guys are open what days? Uh, Monday through Saturday. Monday through Saturday. Yes, so closed sir. on Sunday, but always a good stop. And you're open early on Saturdays? Yes, we are. Um, yep. with, uh, I think the earliest we've got here is about 8.30. What, what time are you open? We open at 8. 8, okay. Uh, that's when we open the doors. We're here much earlier than that, but come on in at 8 o'clock. You know, the, the get for breakfast. There you go. The, so. the infamous 11-stop barbecue tour that we did a couple years back started at Schulenburg City Market. So. Absolutely. It's a, great, it's a great first stop. It's a great afternoon stop. It's a wonderful road trip outside of Houston. Gets yep. you outside of the big smoke. Um, yeah, it's about an hour west places. of Katy for, for anyone in Houston looking for a frame of reference. So we met up in Katy today. It's about an hour drive from there. So get on out here. Lucas, we thank you yep. for your time. Hey, thanks, guys. Thank you. It. Always a fun visit out here, and um, we'll share some pictures with the folks. Yep. Thanks again. And there you have it, one of our favorite little meat markets and stops at Schulenburg. Yeah, we love going to those places. Um, we love featuring places like that, places that have been doing it for generations that really have a, a commitment and a passion for it and a, and a tradition for it so we're going to try to highlight as many of those you know, going forward as we can you know, of course we love the new openings and the craft barbecue movement and all that but but we definitely love the the old school meat markets and, and sausage and pork steak and all that good stuff too which of course we went back down to Kalakni after we uh, finished that interview and and had a really good pork steak at Kalakni in Hallettsville just remember number one they are open on Saturday and Sunday um, but they sell out incredibly fast, so you need to be there when they open, um, or at least within the first 30 minutes, I think, um, yeah. if you really want to make sure that you get what you're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's definitely one of those small-town places. They, they, they don't care where you're coming from. <laughs> they're, they're making the majority of their sales based off of their uh, regulars in the community. So that they have call-in orders, and they do sell out very quickly. All right, so uh, let's talk about some things that are coming up. Uh, we talked before, kind of hinted, I think, a little bit about merchandise. So, you know, you should know that we've had stickers for a while. Uh, we're coming up with the third design for our sticker. We've come up with a new logo. I don't think um, we've actually posted the logo, but we should probably do that. And we've been working on shirts, which has been like kind of a monumental task for us because 
we don't want a shirt that just has the name of our show or just a simple again like the show is not about us it's about the barbecue joints we wanted to make a shirt that was about the barbecue joints and not about us uh, so we came up with a pretty cool design yeah I'm, I'm really proud of this design it again it took us the better part of two years to to come up with something that we were happy with that we thought was in line with what we want the show to be and so that that will uh, those shirts will be coming in we placed our order they should be coming in very quickly uh, we should have them before the end of this month so we should have shirts available to sell um, by by the end of this month pretty much so be on the lookout for that if you're interested in a shirt, we'll, we'll be posting details on our Instagram and all that good stuff. Um, we're going to make them affordable. We're not going to charge you some crazy amount for a T-shirt, but... Uh, $100 a shirt. That's right. We'll, we'll, we'll personally autograph them. That will bring the value down of the shirt. But, yes, we're, we're very excited about it. We hope we hope you guys like it. Um, we, we did cross, crowdsource a couple of trusted people uh, to get their opinions, and they, they seem to, to really like it as well, so... That's coming soon. Um, we got some some more stuff coming soon too. What we got? Yeah. So this is one um, we've been working on in the background, trying to make sure that we could pull this off and pull it off well. Um, it is Sausage Wars, along with Nick Rama and World Casing Corp. Um, and there's a sign provider that we will make sure gets the proper credit as well, because we got a really cool logo for this. And so, what is Sausage Wars? Sausage Wars is a competitive sausage contest, creative sausage contest featuring 10 barbecue joints from all around the state of Texas. Um, we'll produce the list of committed joints very shortly, um, but I can tell you that there's one from Taylor, Texas, and one from Pflugerville, Texas, and um, a number of them from Houston as well. Uh, looking very forward to see what people are gonna be able to pull out and create. Um, it is competitive, ticket prices are cheap. Um, we've got entertainment, we've got a, a whole slew of things lined up save the date it's april 6th it's going to be from 6 to 10 p.m at spindle tap brewery in houston texas yeah sausage has been something that's been a hallmark of our show from the beginning and and brian's really been driving the craft sausage movement for a long time even before the show uh, if you're familiar with brian's website brian's blog texasbbqtreasurehunt.com um, there was a guest author of an article a couple of a couple of few years back um, called the, the barbecue grump lamenting the the lack of craft sausage uh, specifically in the Houston area and that we're we're very happy that that's started to come around we're starting to see more and more places in the Houston area creating their own sausage and it doesn't have to be crazy flavors of sausage you know just really good housemade sausage is great and it's unique to to each place that's making it but obviously the creativity is is welcomed and I think this event's going to showcase a lot of that it was, it was an opportunity to to showcase to, to your point showcase what's happened in the Houston sausage movement. I mean, uh, lots of great barbecue joints have been around and, and you don't have to have sausage, homemade sausage as one of your items. I and mean, it's just not something that you have to do, uh, but really appreciate it when it's done and done right. And we'd like to celebrate those people that are doing it. Yeah, so be on the lookout for that event again, April 6th. Um, it's gonna be at Spindletap Brewery. So uh, what's the start time on it, Brian? 6 to 10 p.m. And, and we're thinking about doing uh, maybe some early entry tickets for people that want to get in. But um, 6 to 10 p.m. for the big fest. Yeah, and Spindletap's got some great craft beers. 
Uh, I believe there's going to be some beer included with your ticket purchase, but obviously uh, beer available to purchase on site. And if you haven't had any Spindle Tap beer, um, you should remedy that. They are available in HEB and most uh, Texas area liquor stores, especially Houston area liquor stores. Um, but I like I like Honey Hole. It's, yeah. a, it's a very drinkable drink beer. Yeah, their their beers are really good. They're on the north side of Houston, so. Again, that's uh, that's the the newest event in barbecue. Of course, we're in event season, and that's a, that's another one that you should be putting on your calendars. And uh, more details will be coming out very soon on that. All right, and then we've got a, a trip coming up, uh, very unusual one for us. We're headed out of town for a festival. Yeah, uh, we've we've talked to you about it before. Charleston Wine and Food is coming up March sixth through tenth. Uh, we're extremely excited to be covering the event. Uh, we we got our official itinerary yesterday, and we've been going through that, just kind of laying out our plans and all that fun stuff. They they've launched a podcast studio at the event center this year, and we have been booked for uh, for a podcast studio time. So we're going to be looking to do something fun and creative for that. And if you're if you're going to Charleston Wine and Food, please check us out at the podcast studio we will post the official time and details on that before before the event happens of course so we're excited for that that's uh that's going to be a a big trip for us you know we're still doing our normal in texas travel of course we're on the road as we speak Um, but the weather's turning nicer and nicer as the days go by march and april are really good times of year to to be driving around texas and, and eating some barbecue so we hope everyone gets out there for that and uh is that it for this episode? I think we think we can wind this one down. Pretty much. Make sure you get tickets to the HOU Barbecue Festival, the Austin Sausage Kings, the Red Dirt, which if you don't have tickets, you're out of luck. But if you have tickets, congratulations. And also um, Pints in the Park in Waco, which is coming up. Some events coming around. Get out. Get out and do some road tripping. Barbecue. Yeah. And as always, thank you for listening. We appreciate all the feedback we get on the show. Um, we, we, of course, always encourage and love when, when you guys give us some ratings on your favorite podcast listening app. Let's us know how we're doing. So please uh, continue that. If you've introduced new, uh, new people to the show, pass that word along too. Just let them know, you know, hey, if you like the show, you know, review it, rate it. Let them know how they're doing. Follow us along on our Instagram, at Tales from the Pits. On Twitter, at BBQ Podcast. You can email us with any show barbecue-related questions. TalesfromthePits at gmail.com. We've got plenty more episodes coming up for you, and we will talk with you soon.